0: What if someone told you there isn't just one world? What if they told you that your reality isn't the only one? What if they said that there are infinite realities, infinite earths, infinite versions of yourself, all just a bit different? What if they gave you a chance to explore them all? Welcome to Otherware. And welcome to our heroes.
1: Feedback, AKA Aaron Riley. Former superhero and social media celebrity, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, where he's trying to step out from under his own shadow and forge a new future.
0: Juniper Junie Haraway, an inexperienced sorceress with explosive magic, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, where the loss of her grandfather and his magical expertise makes spell slinging as the superhero mystic all the more challenging.
2: Catherine Cat Slain II, a seasoned dimension traveler and daughter of the supervillain transition, drifts in from dimension 78341, Arcadia, an apocalyptic world being overtaken by supervillains.
3: Phantom, formerly Noah Wilson, the ghost-like dimensional traveler drifts in from dimension 16209, a beautiful nature's paradise that evolved from a terrible world disaster.
4: Quintessential Hero the naturally blue-haired not-a-protagonist drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, a world where he's trying to live a normal life surrounded by far too many heroes, villains, and expectations.
5: Rainy Woodrose Sunrise, a corporate-created hero, drifts in from world 60910, where superheroics are televised, sponsored, and largely risk-free.
6: A ribbon of warm mahogany brown, rich and comforting, twines against velvet black. It hardly twists at all, simply flows backwards and forwards into infinity with the most gentle of undulations. It feels stable, established, come closer. Like all of the bands of the multiverse, this one swirls with other colors as well. Most are shades of browns, golds and tans and chestnuts, all as sturdy and comfortable as the mahogany, except in and through it is something else. Mixed into the browns, souring and sickening them, ...are threads of poisonous green looping in curdled lines. They thread themselves through the baron, just visible in unhealthy bands. Closer. The buildings are the same windowless square ones with the elevated tunnels between them, but now the air seems thick, the light green mist turned to a green-yellow haze that stings eyes and chokes lungs. Closer and through. Into a warehouse-like space, filled with row upon row, aisle upon aisle of metal drawers... At the mouth of one of the aisles stands four men, completely identical from the solid black of their eyes to their dark uniforms to the batons they hold threateningly in front of them. There's a shimmer and unfocusing in the air around them and four perfect copies become eight. They speak in one voice. You, You. put Put the the boy boy down down, and then both both of you come come forward with your hands up. We do not not want want to hurt hurt you? you. So, Phantom and Quint, you are in some sort of archival warehouse being menaced now by eight identical people in sort of paramilitary uniforms with probably laser batons.
4: Laser batons? Mm-hmm. So are those wooden batons made out of lasers?
6: <laughs> no, they're they're batons that are electrified and laser tipped.
3: How far from the ground are we?
6: Uh how how high does does Phantom usually I figured you're sort of halfway up the rocks. The rocks are pretty tall.
3: Yeah, probably. <laughs>
4: I think we left off with Phantom going hands up and dropping Quint. So so Quint should be in free fall right about now.
6: Okay, so they, they call out right before Phantom opens their arms and Quint plummets. And now Phantom's got arms up.
3: Oh, shit, Quint.
4: Quint will land in a three-point stance and then look up at these guys, uh, you know, all cinematic-like.
3: Phantom has a moment like they did several episodes ago where they take the hood in their hands and considers just going invisible and leaving, but then looks down at Quint and is like, I brought him into this situation. I can't just abandon him here. Fair. Phantom's going to float down next to Quint. Like, we don't want any trouble.
4: Quint stands up and brushes dust off of his shoulder. Just so you know, Phantom doesn't speak for me. And he's going to go take a fighting stance and square these guys down. Are these guys down? Yeah.
6: Yeah, okay. So the the two, again, step forward, they're probably a decent way, not, not within attacking range of you. And again, they all speak with one voice uh, and their mouths are moving. It's perfect unison, basically. Um,
0: if, if you, you wish, wish to retreat, retreat we, will we will give, give you space, space to clear yourself out of care. here. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we
6: will we'll be, be forced to take my own action.
4: action. Do I recognize these guys at all or like what who they could be? No.
3: What I recognize them because i was here before i don't think so
4: i would actually like to roll assess that is a 10 on quint superior roll. what here is the biggest threat to what to you yes
6: so the biggest threat to you in this situation is actually a thing you can't see that's in a different part of this room Hmm, so uh you you you're not able to see it from where you are but it's basically behind you through the aisles
4: Cool. So, so I have an awareness that these guys—they're
6: trying to get through you to something else. They're not interested in you at all. What what they want is completely through, and they—you can't tell if they think you're trying to get to it too, but they mostly just want you out of the way, but not like dead, just a little bit gone. Got it. Fantastic.
3: I got an eight. I'm going to ask, uh, uh, who here is the most vulnerable to me?
6: The guys you're facing off on are not particularly. You don't have any special advantage to them. It would be fists versus fists at this point, as far as you're you can tell based on the situation. Again, though, I mean, you're pretty clear. It's pretty clear they're not trying to attack you or anything. They want to get they want you out of their way so they can get to what they're actually trying to do.
3: So outside of the parts we need, I also want to ask, what would what here would be handy to grab?
6: Ooh, so it would be a good idea for you to grab something from these guys, even if like something that, I mean, maybe uh, they have insignia on their outfits. They have various things that you could just sort of grab as you're going by. It would be very useful to grab one of something from them to figure out who they are, Uh, or a photo would actually be super useful. I'm
3: gonna take out my phone. (laughs) Take a picture of them. I don't know if they will let me, but I'm going to try.
6: Yeah, they're they're standing there and sort of waiting. It's there's a strong sense that they don't really want to punch you guys. Like they really just want to menace you until you get out of the way.
3: Uh listen, I can take Quint and we can float back up and I can finish what I was doing, and we'll be out of your way.
6: They seem to consider this idea. You're You're encouraged encouraged to leave leave this area area in the the next five minutes. minutes.
3: All right. Uh Quint, wait right here. I'll be right back down don't
4: do anything stupid Mm. Uh, i do get another question so the other side of that coin of biggest threat what here isn't the greatest danger whatever is
6: behind you there is their target is both a danger to you and possibly to them also it's in danger of of a sort from them
4: we're like in the middle of the stacks, Yeah, right? so you're
6: like in the middle of an aisle in the middle of a warehouse. It goes behind you. So you guys came in from the way that the guys, the, 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 the men are. And there is some sort of shadowy back of the warehouse away from you where they're trying to get. They want you okay. to go back the way you came. So basically back where they, in fr- over them.
4: So they want us to go through them? They, they want you
6: to, uh, they, they want to step aside so you can leave. They, they do not want you to be going the opposite direction.
4: So are are we talking freestanding shelves or are these like built into a wall or something like that?
6: Think that giant warehouse in Raiders of the the Lost Ark like that, but with file cabinets filling out where all the boxes would be.
4: Okay. Does it look like the shelves could be pulled down?
6: Possibly.
3: God, Quince.
6: That would make a very, very, very big mess of all the records and stuff that's here. You could probably do it. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, okay. Wow, that's a terrible idea.
4: <laughs> yep, I'm also angry, so I'm going to break something important.
6: Yeah, this is this is these are archives. They're organized. Go ahead. Rule um fuck, I don't know. Directly engaged?
4: Uh, unleash my powers?
6: Uh, sure. Rule is unleashed. You're a bloody delinquent. Can't believe you.
4: I'm a delinquent. I do things. Apparently I don't do things. Uh that is a six <laughs> on the die.
6: So Tell me how you're going to try to, are you just going to reach out and grab them?
4: Absolutely not. I am going to conjure a psychic weapon. Let's go with Final Fantasy VII Big Ass Sword and try to swipe at these shelves and get them to topple in towards us. Oh, the plus the plus one from Assess the Situation. If I know that they're trying to get something behind me and I'm trying to act on that.
6: I mean, do you feel like the, the one plus one would, would apply in this situation?
4: I'm doing this because there's something more interesting that way that I've learned from that question.
6: Got it. Okay, then yeah, that's fine. Uh, so describe to me how it looks like when they fall.
4: I, I swipe at these shelves and take out like a, a support and they just start toppling inward. And the next panels are just like boom, 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 boom as more of these shelves go dominoes.
6: So instead of doing a dominoes out from the center, it's actually going in a row down toward where these these... People are, uh, so you see them fall, mm-hmm. fall, fall, and eventually, the last shot is their their bodies disappearing behind this just fountain of papers, and the air is full of uh, flying files and little bits of what might be some sort of storage equipment. It's just the air is filled with this stuff now, and we're gonna take the opportunity to switch tracks here.
3: Did I get what I wanted before it quit? Did this?
6: You got your photo, yes, for sure.
3: No the parts we were looking for. I guess. Oh, no, no you,
6: you hadn't found them yet. I'm terribly sorry. Quit. I hate you. So we'll come back to you guys having a nice argument about what you're going to do next. But for now, we're going to go over to uh, to Rain and Feedback. Uh, you have just finished your sparring session and are heading back to the thing, I'm assuming.
1: There was no kissing, first of all, honest.
4: <laughs> Good to know. Blame. I want the first panel to look like there could have been. Like you guys just being really up close in the first shot. Yeah, you've got that, that like flushed face. And then it zooms out and you guys are punching each other.
6: Yes, exactly. All right. So, so how do you guys wind down and are
1: you going to head back? What are you going to do? I would say we're probably heading back.
6: I think we're getting
5: smoothies. Smoothies? Oh, smoothies? Hell yeah.
3: Going on a date.
5: Platonic smoothies.
6: So you overhear while you guys are doing your workout some people talking about this little um, restaurant nook that exists sort of a couple turnings down and they uh, they direct you or they don't direct you, but they tell you how to find it. So you go right and left and straight and up and over and you end up in what looks like sort of a little like little diner style cafe with pale green tile on the floor and everything sort of set off into this little protrusion out of a very normal library hallway. Yeah, there's there's uh, someone behind the behind the nominal little counter thing that seems to be playing on her phone. But I mean, is there to take orders or whatever. So uh, she's wearing the librarian's uniform, just like the first girl that you met is. Uh, so she's clearly on the library staff and she's sort of. OK, what do you want?
1: Hi there. Um, I would love a, a strawberry banana smoothie. And uh, what, what, what do you uh, what do you think in there, Rain? Uh, black cherry. Did you guys want
6: to add any boosts? We have caffeine, nicotine, alcohol. Uh, I'll take caffeine. I didn't just. Okay. Fine. I'm good. Thank you. Fine. And she, uh, are we charging this to your guys' rooms? What's your room number? Do you remember what the room number is?
1: Do I remember what the room number was?
6: <laughs> she, she sort of shrugs. What's the name it's under? You do remember, manage to remember the name, and she punches stuff in. Again, what it looks like behind her is sort of like pneumatic tubes seem to bring her this equipment or this material and she shoves them out at you. Thank you.
1: Sorry for interrupting you. I just, caffeine is desperately needed right now.
6: Uh, then she turns back to her phone and is completely content with. So you, yeah, you guys are in, there's, there's not a whole lot of people here. There's one or two other people just kind of there um, drinking smoothies and eating cake.
1: So um, how you, uh, how you feeling settling in with the group? Uh, what are your thoughts on the others? I'm,
5: uh, I'm curious. You know, it's it's all kind of happened so fast, but I mean, I, I guess I'm settling in. I, you know.
1: I know it's a lot at once. I'm still in the adjustment period. I'm just better at faking it. But uh, what are you? What are your thoughts on the other people in the group? I'm I'm still wrapping my head around some of them. Uh, you guys don't know each other super well yet. Um, we met like two weeks ago.
5: Uh, wow, so you're basically in the... Is is all of this new to
1: you too, or is it... Well, it's pretty new. I'm Like I said, I'm just better at faking it. I mean, back home, I kind of had a, a reputation I had to uphold and an image to portray, so I've gotten kind of good at projecting an image of knowing what the fuck I'm doing while internally I'm screaming. Oh yeah, I know how that is. Do you ever have to go through that period back in your home world? Do, do I have to go through a
5: period of performing a persona for the public?
1: No, I mean, pretending you know what the fuck you're doing while inside you're screaming and terrified. No, I usually let Bannerette do that. That's very fair. Honestly, out of the whole group, I can't wrap my head around Quint. I, He... It, it, sometimes it feels like he just acts out of spite for no fucking reason, and I don't know why. He's he's the one with the hair, right? You're gonna have to be specific with this group. Every one of us has weird hair. He's the one with the normal hair, right? Quotes normal. Yeah, pretty much.
5: Yeah, I, I can see what you mean. He uh, he seems rash. De- definitely, definitely seems more like one of the solo people.
1: See, the problem is, I kind of wonder how much of that is my fault. Back home, we uh. We had a run-in back when I was still playing villain. And I sort of humiliated him in front of a lot of people. And I don't know if that's part of why he's like this. I, I, From what I hear, his parents are kind of a fucking trip and a half. So I don't want to blame myself for all of it. But I, I sometimes wonder if I'm partially responsible there's something I got to do to try and fix it. I don't know.
5: I don't know, man. I mean even if you had a hand in something like that, like there's only so much that you can take responsibility for with something like that. You know what I mean? Like his baggage is not your baggage. Yeah, it's
1: just, I just can't get over the, back when we were on Your World, we we met Vanguard, and he, the first thing he did was insult Vanguard to his face and call him incompetent. And then act like he was the one who should take credit for Vanguard stepping up when we got into the fight. And... I don't know why that's still eating at me but it is huh i i don't know man i just i worry about it
5: i i mean i i can see why like you guys get yourselves into dangerous situations and you want to know that your team as it were is all on the same page right like when you're working in a team you don't want people like just acting out without thinking about how it's going to affect the other people on the team
4: yeah
1: and i God knows I have my own impulse control issues. You saw me at the funeral I kind of kind of flipped the fuck out, but I I worry that it's going to it's going to come back and explode on us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be dumping this all on you. I'm going to call this sharing a vulnerability. I mean, I don't know what it would take to push any one of us to lash out like that or blow up and what do you think i what do you think it would take for you to get pushed to that limit well
5: offhand i mean my entire team being injured and dying would come pretty close to it but i mean we all have our limits right and some people's limits are easier to hit than other people's
1: look i'm gonna make sure that doesn't happen to you again we're we're not gonna go through that again
5: well, you do have a personal stake in that, don't you?
1: I mean, yeah, but also, I i don't know why I feel like this for every one of them, but I, this whole group, I feel like I'm the one who's got to look out for them, and I don't... It does sound like you're taking on a lot. I don't even think I'm a good leader, is the thing. I don't think I'm
5: cut out for that. Oh, you don't have to be a leader to take on, like, the emotional responsibility of your teammates in in fact the leader often doesn't it's often someone else in the team who has to take that on because the leader's so busy you know leading and doing all of the strategy type stuff like that but you you really need to keep an eye on that kind of thing you know because if you take on too much stuff then
1: who's taking care of you right yeah i guess i'm not used to having someone take do that for me.
4: Anyway, this smoothie's fucking delicious.
6: On that very awkward note, the, the, the scene holds for a very long minute on that. you guys sort of awkwardly taking smoothie sips. And then we're going to transition to you guys going back to the uh, the room. So you guys came... A little bit out of where where you had been before which means you're not entirely sure how you get back to where you were going do you guys have a, a, a means of approach for trying to figure out how you get back to where you came from i was just going to call library uber that works except the there's there isn't like a uber that actually comes to you, you have to get to one of the stops for the the, the tube system so uh, you actually have a pretty good idea where the next little tube station is, but where you've ended up in the library, there seems to be a lot of twists and turns and stuff. As you are walking down one particularly back and forth, like switchbacky type passageway that doesn't actually seem to have doors on, the other, on each side of it, like a lot of the ones you've seen, you start hearing a sort of weird, like metal on concrete scratching sound coming from up ahead of you.
1: Obviously, I'm checking that out.
6: So, yeah, as you continue up the hall, it seems like this scratching is actually coming from outside of the hallway for some from something on the outside of the building. And you can sort of hear it again. It sounds like pieces of rebar being dragged across concrete.
5: Well, that doesn't sound good.
1: No, no, it really doesn't. And it could be someone hurt. Yeah, I think we should probably go do something stupid and heroic.
6: That sounds like us.
1: yeah. (laughs)
6: So you get a few more steps further, and then you see from down at like maybe a hundred yards down the, the hallway, the wall itself seems to split and open, and you're looking into the, the well, you can see out into this disgusting yellowish-greenish atmosphere. And there's what looks like a like an octagonal solid thing, a eight-sided shape that has eight. Spidery multi-jointed legs that seem to be attached to the wall and that you're looking into what seems to be a door into this octagonal shape. Okay. Well, it doesn't look hurt. It, it also looks like a robot as opposed to a person. But both of you realize that the air that's getting in here is not really very good to breathe. The the air as this sort of greenish-yellow air comes in, it is very clearly some kind of toxic grossness that is not good for your lungs or eyes. Okay. So I vote we leave.
1: Yeah, um, seconded. And then I'm just going to turn and sprint and try to keep pace with Rain because he's probably faster than me. Uh, Yeah, I'll uh, also
6: run, I guess. Yeah, you guys run up the hall and straight into a fire door. The door is metal closed across the thing. And it says this this section of the library closed for refurbishment and special uses.
1: Okay, stand back. And I'm going to blast the door open.
6: Okay, I stand back. Is the thing following us? No, no, no. It's what it. What happened. So you're in a, a chunk of corridor that's been blocked off on either side. And this thing is on the side of it, opening a door into itself. So you could climb into the chamber that is inside this square. And you're stuck on, on either side with very, very sturdy looking fire doors.
1: Okay, so do we have to go into that thing? Because I really don't want to, but it feels like that's the only way to not suffocate to death.
5: Uh, suffocating to death is bad. I vote we do what we need to to not suffocate
1: to death.
4: Oh, God.
1: Why? Why is this happening? I just wanted to work out. I'm gonna say we should go in and then probably try to call for assistance once we're somewhere that we know we're not gonna get killed by the air. I mean, do we know that we're not going
5: to get killed by the air in there? Does Does it look like it's clearer in there than it is?
6: So what you can actually see is almost a tube of air between the library hall and the 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 octagonal thing and then you can see on the outside that there's that green area. It's, it's sort of easing its way in around this this tube that seems to have standing between it's like there's a clear passageway and then this is getting in around the passageway well we're definitely getting pneumatic somewhere
1: yeah all right in for a penny in for a pound okay and i'm gonna leap in we're gonna you go into that that room, and the, what
6: the shot looks like is so think of the interior of like the TARDIS, the most recent, or the one with David Tennant, that TARDIS. It's very similar to that, except all of the walls around you are a sort of stainless steel-colored metal, and in the very center there's a pillar of light with a black screen. one are those old school computer monitors that has green text on sort of a greenish brown screen, and a little keyboard underneath it. And uh, the screen has printed on it. Please enter parameters for prediction. And as you come in, the door closes behind you uh, and you can breathe fine.
1: Oh, my God. It's bigger on the inside. It's not actually bigger on the inside. I just wanted to say. Uh,
6: yes. So um, Kat has just been contacted by her mother. So. yep. Yeah. So you at the end of last session got a unwelcome welcome. And currently your supervillain mother is on the view screen in the room that you're staying in.
2: Uh Kat's first action is to lock down the apartment.
6: You lock down the apartment, everything all snaps into what's what's your locked up procedure like here? Um, how have you how have you guys protected this place?
2: So the main protection is just on the front door. Mm-hmm. The electronic locking gauges, and there's a force field on the inside. Mm-hmm. So that anyone, if anyone attempts to break through that door, they're going to run smack into second force field. And that should keep them at bay for whoever is inside to come up with a suitable response. Uh, second part is cutting off all uh, recording devices. So, cameras, microphones. All that stuff goes temporarily silent.
6: Wonderful. When you turn back to her, she is smiling. Excellent beginning procedures for an encounter. Are you afraid I'm going to come bursting through the door?
2: No. It's better if no one sees this.
6: Hmm. It sounds as if you're traveling with people you don't particularly like or trust. I know what that's like. They're fine. Catherine, you've been using my resources.
2: You never told me not to use them.
6: I suppose that's technically true, but if you were going to use them, why don't you come back to what we'd been doing before rather than, what, travel from dimension to dimension, staying in safe houses and wasting your potential?
2: Uh, Kat's going to look like, at the floor and sort of like... She, she doesn't respond to that.
6: Transition sort of folds her arms and and shakes her head. Are you about done with this childish temper tantrum?
2: I just I need more time alone.
6: So she's actually currently trying to shift your her labels here. She is trying to raise your freak and lower your mundane. Uh fight it, cat.
2: Cat will accept that shift.
6: Uh, again, she's she's smiling a little more welcomely now. I have a contract in this dimension right now. Would you... Well, you could return to training. I have no hard feelings. I think your alone time has gone on quite long enough. Do I have
2: a choice in this?
6: You make it sound like I don't let you choose all of the time. Am I really that difficult to work with? I've provided you the best training, the best attendance, the most state-of-the-art equipment. I see you still have my spear, by the way.
2: Kat's going to fold up the spear and just hang it behind her back.
6: (laughs) Sticking out of the top of her head still.
4: Yeah, I imagine the spear is taller than you, or is that... It
2: it folds. It, like, collapses down to a manageable size. Like, it's only, like, three meters long when it's in, like, full combat mode.
6: She shakes her head. I won't force you to come back and continue as you know is the right thing to do. I... I Suppose you can be allowed to endanger these friends, or whatever you call them, if that's what you really want. Do you have nothing to say to me? We haven't talked in almost a year. Year and a
2: half. What do you need me to do?
6: I do have a contract here. I could send you the information and you could follow through on it. That would allow me to get out of this dimension without interfering with your little adventures. Send it to me. Good job, Catherine. I'm impressed with you. Oh God! She, she, um, you can see her reach out of the screen and tap something, and your phone or your tablet, whatever you're using currently, uh, sounds the alert. Mm-hmm. She looks you over one more time. I hope you remember that you can always come home, Catherine. I'm always waiting and ready to have you back to help me when you're, when you understand where your place is. And she turns the thing off before the the screen off before you can say anything else.
2: Oh no!
6: All right. You have information about uh, your mother's target in this dimension.
2: Uh, cat's gonna stare at the message alert for a little bit, then lift up a hand and like open it.
6: I think we'll actually. I think we're going to let the, the camera fade down on you staring at Kat staring at that message alert. And let's pick up with Junie, who was getting a library card.
0: Yes, she's going to do um, what they ask her to do, which is, you know, like record mm-hmm. some information about herself. like, And she also really wants to read up on magical theory and magic containment is of particular interest to her. And so that's like the type of library that she wants to go to.
6: Got it. Okay, so yeah, we're going to skip through some of this because it's not super exciting as a role-playing thing, but you have your shiny new library card and a direction to to where to go. So you you have your first place that you end up is a lot of really just solid information about magic. Uh, Go ahead and roll plus mundane for research here, but your research skills, not your magic skills. So that's a seven. Okay, so what I was thinking with this is on a 10 plus, you get three things you have learned to use at a future date. For 79, we'll go ahead and give you two. So you have basically a hold of two for something you've learned about how to contain magic, some interesting idea or fact or whatever, hold it in your head for when you need it. And then if you when you come to a situation where you need to be able to do something different or new, that that's, that's something you've got to use. Does that make sense? Yeah. Awesome. So that's the first thing, and then you are getting through your sort of research here, and they—it seems like it's pointing you to a different section of the library. So they, uh, so you're encouraged to travel through another section to get to where the the the, the rest of the data will be. I'm going to not run through this whole thing. So you're going to have basically the same experience that Rain and Feedback had, where you're walking, you're hearing the sound. How do you react to hearing this? sort of scratching sound
0: i'm uh i'm gonna charge my burn okay uh, so i have three conditions oh. <laughs> what i do i rolled a six even though i have three conditions oh my gosh on a miss hold two burn and mark three conditions well i can't mark three conditions so i feel like she's in a place where she's not sure what to expect and so she's like sounds like maybe something's wrong but i'm not sure i'm just gonna keep walking and then the air from outside and on this this
6: dimension is is completely toxic so it's seeping in around the door that's been opened by this whatever it is traveling building
0: yeah so i think it just before she even really thinks about what's happening she's only like trying to walk away that she just yeah she just succumbs to the toxic yeah so the
6: shot is from behind her as she's walking down the hall and the audience can see this green sort of oozing up from the floor through the the various vents and everything and juni is missing it and then the air is all green and then it fades out as she sort of crumples to the ground and we will come right back to you uh i am however going to cycle back to phantom and quint who have created a very large mess and are making the librarians very unhappy
3: Uh, phantom is gonna Come back down, pick up Quinn again. Listen, I'm off from ahem, but you know, you could be a bit more subtle if you wanted to figure out what they were looking for.
4: Why be subtle when I could just do this?
6: So you're currently in sort of a snow of papers. Back behind you is largely clear uh, aisleway and walkway. In front of you is completely collapsed filing cabinets covered in a avalanche of records that are going to take thousands of years to sift through.
3: You can at least let me get what we came here for before I show you the cool thing.
4: When someone is threatening me with laser batons, my first instinct is to, you know, not let them and figure out what it is that they want.
3: Yeah, but we could have sneaked to what they were doing. You know, I can turn invisible and I can make you invisible too. I didn't
4: think you wanted to get that cozy with me in that cloak.
3: Well, listen, Quinn, it wouldn't be... Never mind. I don't have any problem getting cozy with you. Do you want to go see what's happening? Or what they were trying to get to.
6: Absolutely. So as you say that, you see, well, you don't see. You guys turn and go in the direction of this thing or whatever they were going after. Uh the camera lingers for a minute on a hand that's coming out of the pile of papers. And then it does that flicker shimmer and suddenly there are eight hands coming out of the pile of papers. So, okay, back to feedback and rain yet again. So as soon as you guys come in, the door does close. So you're in this weird space with computer screen with green writing and a sort of green brown screen part, the old kind, a keyboard underneath it. And the text reads, please enter data for prediction. Other than that, this is basically a stainless steel octagonal space, fairly large, maybe the size of like a decent sized apartment bedroom or something. It's about that big.
5: Well, before we do anything else, we should try to figure out a way to get help.
6: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to
1: call Kat. cat has been here before.
6: Cell phone? Or there is a panel, like a control panel up at the front, like by the door where you guys just came in. There is some sort of like panel there as well.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to try it on the phone first, see if it so works. So Kat, you're staring
6: at your, your phone here, looking at the alert, and all of a sudden it rings.
1: I
2: will accept the call.
1: Hey, Kat, it's, it's Aaron. Feedback. Uh, hi, we, Ryan and I, um, something's happened and you've been here before and can teleport and all sorts of stuff. And, uh, we're trapped in some sort of a spider building that's clinging to the side of the library. And could you come help us figure out what the fuck is going on? Does cat
2: know anything about strange spider robots what you've
6: heard something that's just sort of a thing that goes around is the library has these uh traveling collections especially for really dangerous or really like restricted information that not everybody should have that basically are rooms of materials or uh, stuff data or, or interactive things that are too risky to stay in one place so they climb around the outside of this, this, the buildings that cover this entire world and will occasionally sort of interface with one of the branches. Um, that's a pretty good sound uh, idea of that's what this sounds like. but there are multiples of them, so uh, you couldn't necessarily know which one, but then it might be one of their traveling collections. Oh,
2: I know what those are. You probably shouldn't stay in there too long.
1: Yeah, could you come could you come meet us please cat Kat's
2: gonna put the feedback in one corner of the screen and open up the uh contract
1: yeah
6: uh the contract it gives you all the standard information the her target is a um a uh, I guess entity that goes by the name of Hive who is a they're uh, basically a hired soldier for Taurus Industries, which is one of the big biotech companies that seems to exist pretty much across the multiverse. Um, they have different branches in every, like they have their own, like super systems, they exist in each dimension. And some of those versions of that Taurus have have got, have got dimensional travelers as agents. Um, Hive has the ability to multiply. The person has a certain super strength and superpower capacity. And that will be divided out among each of their their copies. Okay. Yeah, so the, the contract, there's not, I mean, of course, it's your mom's contract. There's no information on why or anything or who hired her. Just that this is a Taurus agent called Hive. This is their powers. They're currently on this, in this dimension. And her notes say she's been tracking them from several, through a couple dimensions and have finally, they've come to come to rest here as of yesterday.
2: Kat uh, wasn't like, we offhandedly listening to feedback while she's looking at the contract. The one of the
6: things it gives you is that because they are a Taurus, they were created by Taurus Industries, they have the Taurus tr- uh, radioactive tracker in them. So that's a pretty easy way to f- to find them. And your mom has, you have the scanning program to find this. Uh, it's for Taurus to track their agents because they don't always tend to be particularly nice or loyal. But it, you have a way to find uh, the, the entity, the person.
2: Feedback.
1: Yeah?
2: You should be okay. Just wait for it to connect up, and I'll, uh, come get you later.
1: Hey, no, hold on. Don't hang up on me. Kat,
4: something's wrong.
1: Not with us. With... You don't sound like you.
4: I think you're trying to pierce her mask, maybe?
6: That sounds like to me, too. Yeah.
1: Alright, so plus mundane, that is a ten. These questions don't apply to what is... Like, what is... Like, why are you sad, though?
6: what it sounds like is you're asking um, what is currently influencing you.
1: What is currently influencing you? Yeah. Look, I'm less worried about being trapped in a potential weapon of library destruction or whatever the fuck this is. I'm pretty worried about that. Yeah, Rain's worried about that and I'll let him be the one to worry about that right now. Worried about you. He'll, he'll be fine. That doesn't answer my fucking question, Kat.
2: Uh, so Kat, you can tell from her voice has obviously been in contact uh, with something that she doesn't like very much, and it's probably like bringing back bad memories or influencing her in some way. It's probably her mom.
1: Cat, I want you to come meet me now. this is not a this is not a this is not a request. This is not about you saving my ass. I need you here in person right now. Whatever Mm. she's doing, I need to be at your side right now. I don't want you to deal with this alone. So come find me now.
2: It's going to be silent for a little moment. Okay.
6: (laughs) That cat makes me sad.
1: All right. I'll wait for this thing in the connect, and then I will text you where we are. I will try to not touch anything. Hey, Rain, make sure I don't touch anything. Sure. I can just picture Rain just standing there being like, yeah, yeah okay, what? Thanks, bud. Right, Cat. I'm serious. I need to, you to t- tell me that you're leaving and that you're coming to meet us. I, I need you to assure me of that.
2: I'll, I'll access the library systems on a scan, see if I can pick up your unique identifiers. And I'll be on my way to meet you.
1: All right, look, whatever she's doing, we can help. I do want to, like, look at Rain. Well, shit just keeps getting worse. Cat's mom is apparently in the equation
5: now. And I'm guessing she's not bringing cookies. She's
1: incredibly dangerous.
5: Got it. Um, I kind of feel like we might should have a backup plan. That sounded like we might need a backup plan.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking, um, do, do we know what, I, we need to get in touch with Junie, we need to get in touch with Quint, with with, with with Phantom, Phantom, Phantom needs to know about this. Phantom is the one that's closest to Kat. So as you say that, this actually
6: cuts through you, the 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 thing you're in starts to sort of rock, and you can hear a grating sound, and then it's, you have the sense of movement, and you can feel that its little legs are walking, but the way the, the the thing is suspended you don't actually change angles you're you're gyroscopically straight but you can feel the motion happening as it climbs this this thing starts climbing up and to one side. That's
5: good, right?
6: I mean I don't think it could be worse. Don't say that. That's where that scene ends. Okay. So the next scene opens with the shot going over Junie's crumpled body against the wall. So there's her artistically laying there and then a wall. And then you see the wall sort of split like there's a door where a door wasn't before and it separates apart and you're looking in to the very confused faces of Rain and Feedback who are looking out at the the collapsed Junie. Feedback is just going
1: to rush to Junie's side.
6: Junie, you start to wake up and there's, there's that very... Um, cinematic moment of your eyelids fluttering and feedback leaning over you and you wake up staring into each other's eyes meaningfully.
0: As she's coming to you, you can see that like she does have her like her magic, even though she's groggy, her magic is like at the ready.
1: I'm just going to not even realizing I'm doing it, brush the hair out of her face and just be like, you OK?
0: I, I don't really know what happened. I heard some weird noises, then all of a sudden I was just on the ground. D- does she look hurt? No,
6: um, it, it's reasonable to realize, to think that the same thing that happened to you guys with the air might have caught her and she didn't have a chance to get into the, the thing, like it, the way it opened, that the air still had gotten her.
1: All right, I'm just going to give her a little hug. I
6: mean, this, this whole thing happened in like 10 seconds from between where Junie was falling asleep and where you guys were there. That, the, the time synced up that way.
1: All right, I am still going to hug her, though, and just be like, I got gotcha. you. It's, it's all good. Are you good to stand?
6: Did you run out of the, the, the chamber into the hall again? Yes. So you guys are all currently in the hall and not in this this other...
1: No, we're yeah. not in the thing. At least I'm not.
6: And
5: I vote we get far away from that thing? Yeah, seconded. Junior. you good to walk?
0: Yeah, just tell me up.
6: Yeah, I'm going to
1: have an arm around her to help her up.
6: Uh, as you guys are sort of moving and doing this, uh, the, the doors that were in the wall that wasn't a door close again, and you hear that creaking sound, the, the rebar on concrete, and then it fades out and you're together in a hall.
1: All right. Um, We need to get in touch with everyone. Something's going down. I can't really... I, I don't know all the details, but things are going wrong. Yeah, we need to regroup.
0: What happened? I all I know is that was it toxic air, and then I passed out. That's all I know. What do you guys know?
5: Um, something's going on with Cat. Th- there are things opening the library, and that's where the toxic air is coming from.
0: <laughs> Different concerns. <laughs> okay, thanks, Rain.
5: But something's going on with Cat, and something's going on with the library, and we need everyone together so that we can talk about this without
1: having to recap. And it. there's things ripping open the library. Uh, okay. So you guys are
6: heading back to, to back to where you were before. Good. I'm gonna yeah. hand wave that. We might should let Kat know. Yeah, oh she yeah, actually Kat, um, as they are getting out of the thing. Did you did you text her feedback? Yeah, I did. Okay. So you start seeing the ping of where they are and they're through back toward the way where Junie was. But as you're watching, they start moving toward you. So it, it's clear they've gotten out of wherever they were and are now coming your direction.
2: I think Kat's just gonna like stay put. Okay. Like if we are coming back to the apartment, feedback told her not to do anything until they met up, and it looks like Cat doesn't need to go find feedback, so she'll just sort of like stand in the middle of the apartment until they arrive. So there's
6: a long shot of Cat sort of standing there with her spear still behind her back, and sort of sad music starts playing. Uh, that will let's go back to Quint and Phantom for sure for real this time.
4: I think we've just been arguing this whole time.
6: Are, are you guys are walking and arguing? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So you get to the back of this warehouse, which is quite far away. And you see there are a row of three doors in front of you. Well, what are the chances
3: that we pick a global door? Two out of three? Hmm. Well, yes. Wait, are you saying you have two or three chance? chances?
4: Or- I think Quinn is just going to go up to a door and open it.
3: Just do that, Quint. Whatever. (laughs) I'm going to open up a door, too. So, Quint, with the
6: irritated phantom behind him, opens the door, and that one seems to go into some sort of... It looks like a computer lab for a high school. Uh, A bunch of terminals. There don't seem to be anybody there right now, but it's it's like a bunch of computer stations, chairs,
4: uh, all in rows. Uh, Is there anyone in there, or is it just the empty room?
6: No, currently, no the lights are half like the lights are on a motion sensor so when you come in they go up but they'd been off before i
3: don't think this is what he wants
4: when the lights turn on quint will start back and think it might be something dangerous <laughs> and look stupid for a while <laughs> and then turn back around and try another door oh
3: so spooky computers you're so brave quint <sighs>
6: That was the far door on the left. Are you Are going to take the center door or the far right door?
3: The
4: center door. Or left or right, why not?
6: So that door opens into a long hallway. Uh, unlike the other hallways that you've been going through that were uh, like library hallways, this one is one of those behind a convention center, concrete floor. It's, it's a very much a backstage hall. Uh, the only thing you can tell on this door is that there are what look to be like airlocks at a variety of intervals up the, up the passageway.
4: Should we try the hallway or try door number three?
3: Well, it couldn't hurt to try door number three. And if there's nothing in there, come back to the hallway.
4: And we'll go to door number three.
3: Yeah, door number three.
6: Actually, it's also dark and the lights come up when you when you go in. But this one is suddenly just a blaze of light because there seems to be what looks like the Queen of England's royal jewels in various cases all over this room. Oh, um, it's it's a bunch of like plinth tile type things with glass cases over them that have some of them have jewelry, some of them have what look to be precious uh, gems carved into statuary. It's all precious gems though, as far as you can tell, and it's a fairly large room that are filled with this stuff.
3: Oh, they're a jewel thief. I know a jewel thief one dimension. She's a habit. Uh look, it, it's complicated.
4: Wait, never mind. I'm I'm not even gonna ask. And there could still be something down that hallway.
3: Yeah, I mean, nothing appears really of interest. I don't really need, I mean, I wouldn't steal jewelry. I'm not a criminal. Uh, Let's go back to the other door.
6: So you guys are just standing here looking at this this large room of precious gems and like, eh, never mind.
4: Yeah, let's try the hallway.
6: (laughs) Okay. So you get a decent way down the hall past the first three sets of those fire doors and there aren't any doors branching off to the sides. What is weird about this hallway, though, is that the the walls are so very plain. They look like it's an entire, like one continuous slab of concrete making these walls and the ceiling and the floor. It's like you're in a tube of concrete practically.
4: Hmm. How long does this hallway go?
6: Uh, You can't see the end of it from
4: where you're at. I kind of want to just go down the hallway then Yeah. try and find something else interesting. You guys
6: walk for maybe five minutes and then just like your other characters, you start hearing that metal scratching oh. uh, on the outside of, of the wall. And uh, Phantom, that's a sound that means something to you. Because you remember when you found the machine the first time, what uh, what it sounded like to get into it. This is very, very similar.
3: I grab Quinn by the shoulders. Oh, this, this is it. This might be it. Oh, I'm so excited. I start shaking him. <laughs> wait,
4: wait, 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 what's it? What's it?
3: Okay, so when I was here last, this was a couple of years ago, there are these rooms that move throughout the library, like moving rooms, and they have special forbidden stuff in them. And when I was here with Ali, we found something, something that could not predict the future, but could give you a probability of how things will turn out. Do you
4: think it's something that people with laser batons would attack teenagers for?
3: It's possible.
4: Yeah, it sounds good to me. And I think Quint will head down
3: towards the noise. It could be dangerous, and that's exciting.
6: Again, kind of like what happened with the others. A door appears where a door wasn't before. There's a tube of air. And the, the the bad air of the planet starts seeping in around the outsides. Again, Phantom, this is kind of the experience you had before. It was in a completely different place. You were not in this part of the library. You were in a completely different branch in like South Africa or something. But this is what happened before.
3: I cover reminding Quint's mouth, don't breathe in the air.
6: So Quint, yeah, you've got a, an opening and not great air seeping in around the, the whole
4: thing. I guess we try and go into the octagonal room.
6: Cool. So this space is completely empty except again, in the very center, there is another one of those like long big columns of light, but at about head height for the average person, like sort of hand height for the average person is a transparent section of that. And there is a book inside. Is this the
3: thing last time or something different? This is
6: something completely different. So this is the same kind of walking collection, uh, the traveling collection as you had found before, but this is a different one of them. So yeah, you have the right thing or the right kind of thing, but the wrong one. Oh, this
3: is, this is not what I was talking about, but it's, it could still be interesting.
4: Yeah, let's l- take a look at what this thing is. Can we reach it or get yeah. to it? Yeah,
6: so um, just looking in at it, it uh, looks like a leather-bound book. It's a very mythic tome. If you were in a Dungeons & Dragons dungeon and you came across a magic tome it would be like this
4: is it covered in human skin it is
6: not um, it is covered in how would you know what it is do you know how to test for human skin
4: I mean if it has like an eye on it I'll probably figure it out
6: <laughs> it does not it has a brown it's got a brown tanned leather with uh, tarnished clasps and corners and it has uh, printed across the, the front I cannot someone latin for me please
4: Magicae potentiae?
6: Anybody better at Latin? Magicae potentiae? Uh, Whatever. That. It it, it has a word that looks like magic and a word that looks like potential printed across it in a very difficult to read font. Uh, It it is encased in uh, what looks like a clear, it looks like a column of light, but there is like almost a plastic or something that's a full case around it.
4: I'm going to try and reach towards it so
6: when you touch the barrier it lights up red and um warning please do not touch without suitable authorization insert your library card a little slit uh, slit opens underneath the light part so you can stick your library card in
3: so i know i said i was here before but i don't have a library card me and ollie kind of just well snuck around i have a
4: library card maybe it's a network
3: a library card from here
4: I'm going to try my uh, Rancho Paseo library card.
3: And <laughs> Jim just looks at Quinn like, Lily, really? do you carry that with you? So there's a close-up on
6: Quinn's hand pulling out, a, I think it says, Rancho Paseo Branch Libraries. It's got like a happy dancing, I don't know, a bowl. They, their mascot is a bowl. So it's a happy dancing bowl on the front. And you stick it in the slot and it goes in fine. And the thing says, card not authorized. And it spits it back out at you. It doesn't I mean it seems to recognize this was a library card, but you didn't have the <laughs> correct clearance to get this.
3: I could mess with the machine. Maybe we can get the book that way. I'm good with technology.
6: Yeah, uh, you definitely uh Phantom, you're pretty sure you could you could figure out a way to get this thing to open. Go ahead and roll for unleash.
3: Oh no. <laughs> Come on, Quint, help me out.
4: Quint is less happy about just stealing the thing. So uh unless Phantom could Convince him probably won't help him. You're the most wholesome, moderate, lawful delinquent. (laughs) I just destroyed the library. I have baggage.
3: Quint, you were trying to get this book to begin with. You're not going to help me get it?
4: Well, do you think this is what Blazer Baton guy is after?
3: Most likely. I mean, this is the things that are in these specific areas are very special they're important that's why they travel around the library instead of staying in one place if i was gonna steal something from here this would be something i would steal not that i would i'm not a criminal i mean i guess technically i am yes
4: that's a terrible security system it would be better just to keep it in place and put protections around it security through obscurity is terrible
3: Listen, you can go complain to librarians about their security systems. Are you gonna help me or not? Come on, please.
4: Fine, but I'm doing this to protect the book, not to steal it. I want to make that clear.
3: Yes. Of course. Thank you, Quince. So is there any way to get like access like into the machine? Yeah, there's a there's a
6: maintenance panel on the bottom that you can open.
3: I'm gonna open that.
4: Uh, Once Phantom starts fiddling with it, it asks for the library card again, and then Quint inserts his card again.
6: Yeah, so between the combination of Phantom poking at various things that make little sparks and little beeping sounds, and you putting the the library card in, the plastic whooshes up into the ceiling, leaving the, the book suspended in the middle of the light. However, as that's happening, the doors close and the... Traveling collection starts its its next set of traveling, which again it doesn't. It feel you can feel the motion, but you stay upright as this this machine is or this this walking room sort of takes you to its next stop.
4: Guess my library card is good after all.
6: Nerd, you can grab the book. It it looks exactly like like what it said it is. It's it's a book that says.
4: I'm gonna open open it and flip through it for like a random page.
3: Can you read Latin? I can. I'm going to make the claim that Phantom, considering what they're from and from all the travels, speaks numerous languages. <laughs> I like that Latin is on that that list. I'm
6: very okay with that. So Quint is sounding this out in terrible, terrible pronunciation. He doesn't seem to understand the grammatical rules at all. But what it seems like he's reading is some sort of text about controlling magic, uh, about um, how to harness the powers how to restrain them how to train it it sounds like this is uh, so the the translation of the cover of the the title is the domination of magic um don't quote me if that's actually right this is google translate latin so uh but what he's reading to you seems to be a whole bunch of information on how you control and manage and use magical power
3: oh this would be perfect for juni it's all about controlling your magic and meeting your full potential. I don't know magic, but Juni is magic, right? You know we're
4: not keeping this, right?
3: She can look at it.
4: I guess, but then we need to go hand this back to our library assistant person.
3: Of course. Absolutely.
4: Quint makes a show of uh, putting it into, I don't know, some whatever he can fit it into.
3: Convenient backpack that
6: you happen to be wearing yes awesome so you slide you slide the book into the backpack and as that happens the again can the 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 traveling collection connects to the wall walls open and you because this is cinematic timing it opens right as the other four rain or the other three rain juni and uh feedback are walking up the hall so you will basically hop out of the place
4: right in front of them
1: cool Oh, hey oh phantom quinn thank god you guys are here I was about to call you.
4: There's someone in the library with laser batons that seems to like threatening teenagers. Yes. Great, more problems.
1: Oh, so those authority figures.
3: No, I think they're criminals. I think they're trying to steal.
1: Did you immediately insult them too?
0: No, Quint, tell them what you did.
3: Kind
1: of.
0: All right, let's talk and move. Let's let's talk and move.
1: Seconded. Walk and talk like we're in the West Wing.
0: What's What's happening? So you guys are keeping walking. Phantom is
6: talking about... You should tell them... Come, come on, Quint. Seriously. look at. So, Quint, are you going to tell them what chaos
1: you wrought? Absolutely. I'm just... As he explains this, I'm just going to meaningfully look at Rain. Uh,
6: just as everybody relates everything that's happened to everyone, you end up at the front of the, uh, at the door of the apartment again.
3: Cat's in trouble. I try and open the door.
4: Do you mention transition at all or during the recap or do you try and hide that?
1: I'm actually... If I may rewind this, I would probably pull Phantom to hang back several steps.
6: Okay, so let the other two go on ahead of you, and you've got Phantom back a little bit. Yeah. Phantom is still yeah. pissed
3: about Quentin. What's up, Aaron? Hey,
1: something's going on with Kat, and I know how much she means to you, and you know her better than any one of us, so I, I need your help.
3: What's wrong? What happened with Kat?
1: I- how much do you know about Kat's history?
3: I know a lot. I've known Kat for years. I've-
1: it's Someone talked to her and I think- Okay, fuck it. You know about her mother, right?
3: Yes, of course. Trans- you mean transition.
1: She's here. She might be. I don't fucking know. All I know is she, ta- she must have gotten in touch with Kat somehow
3: phantom's eyes go wide doesn't even let you finish and just races back towards the room just takes off
6: so suddenly phantom sprints past the three of you
3: what's what's the conversation
6: happening between the other three of you guys what are you guys talking about did you guys see the smoothie menu
0: no is there is there something interesting on it
4: i think they blend in terror and dopamine
5: you know, I just skipped all of that and went for, you know, something normal. Like what? Uh, black cherry, you know, fruit, smoothie.
0: Okay, I thought you were going to say something that, like, we don't have in, like, my home dimension. And I was, like, bracing for it. But yeah, that sounds pretty good. When we have
4: a chance, I want to try one of these terror smoothies.
6: And on that note, you guys hit the door of the apartment, which is locked.
3: Cat, cat, let me in.
2: Uh, Kat is going to disable the lock and open the door. Uh, so the room is still pretty much the same as when they left it, uh, earlier in the day. Uh, Kat hasn't touched anything. Like, she's cleaned up a little bit from, uh, dinner and breakfast. Uh, but Kat's just sort of like frozen in place, uh, in like the middle of the apartment. Um, spear slung across her back. Uh, just kind of like, Got like a blank expression on her face. Just like no emotion, just sort of like staring at you guys. That's a good
6: place to end. I'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening. In this timeline, Junie Mystic Haraway, the Nova, is played by Siobhan. She can be found on Twitter at, at SpellboundMage. Quintessential Hero, the Delinquent, is played by Eric, who is also our fearless editor. He can be found on Twitter as at PrimeFactorX01 as the voice of Silk the Fae in the Shadows of St. Fleur podcast. Phantom the Nomad is played by Charlie. So he can be found on Twitter as at Magical underscore Pride or on Sir Podcast as at Pre-Pod Engage. Catherine Cat the II, the Scion, is played by Allison. Aaron Feedback Riley, the Reformed, is played by Tom. He can be found on Twitter as at Albion Graves or on his podcast as at GMM Cast. Rainy Wood Rose Sunrise, the Star, is played by M. He can be found on Twitter as at Mech. And I'm Lee, your narrator and dimensional tour guide. I can be found on Twitter as at the Law of Names. Otherware is produced by Law of Names Games. Our other projects can be found at lawofnames.com. It's played in Masks, a new generation by Brendan Conway from Magpie Games at Magpie Official on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitag on Twitter as at Admiral Amara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only and are not representative of any other selves known or unknown. Otherware is not responsible for any side effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast.
4: Next time on Otherware.
0: Yeah, is everyone ready for this?
4: What kind of libraries have secret passages?
1: Oh, trust me, I go hard. Just keep your fucking ignorant
4: mouth shut.
0: Anyone knows their local mailman, don't they? I'm not jumping over that side
5: needs to learn to read the room
4: again they were pointing big guns at us need a lift down that's illegal let me borrow something here for a feedbacks playbook rain's good up here and i know that i hate you
0: and reach your hand back to the top of her head and be like yeah i'd really like that
1: three two one drop it <laughs>